1: Here he is, as if by magic. Now then. Now then, I thought you were on a bus.
2: Yeah, I may or may not be struggling to work out the time difference. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to this week's Mall Over Podcast, the only rugby podcast that gives you all the news, views, opinion on the weekend's rugby action, all with a West Country accent. You can find us on Twitter, we are at Mall Over Podcast. We are more Over Rugby Podcast on Facebook, although we barely ever post anything there. Um, all of our content can be found on Apple Podcasts, as well as Anchor and lots of other um, pod catchers that Anchor delivers to, but I guess if you're listening to this, you've already found us. Um, we are back for... A bit of a World Cup special, I suppose. Um, but first things first. The more important news: um, it's been an absolutely cracking first couple of rounds of the Premiership Cup,
2: lads. <laughs> <laughs> has that don't been? Forget the Mit- don't
0: forget the minus ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Anyway, um, Is that, yeah, has that been big news in Japan, Doug? The minus ten. It, or the, or the Premiership Cup. Oh yeah, there's
2: there's people wandering around with their uh, with with their wasps jerseys on, you know, super excited about that
1: F- Fukushima wasps. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we must we must explain. Obviously, Ben, uh, you're here. How are you?
0: I'm all right, mate. Thanks. Yeah,
1: we're in like normal time zones and. Uh, you know, all happy on our Sunday evening. Um, But we are joined by the, the now back on Twitter, the reformed character, the Chinese lensman who uh is in Japan. How are you doing, Jug? Jug? Jug,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Right. J- Japanese Doug. Jug. <laughs> I've got
2: to be honest. I'm back on Twitter. What? Why is everyone on Twitter such a nauseating dick about referees and rules? Oh no, no, no.
1: let's 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 not narrow it down to referees. Why is ninety percent of the people on Twitter such a nauseating dick? That that's
2: yeah, you said it, mate. Jeez. It's it's so right. fucking
1: toxic, so toxic, isn't it? It's it's ridiculous. Um, but what's it like out there? What's 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 happening in Japan? Is the country fully absorbed and uh, enthralled in the Rugby World Cup?
2: Um, I wouldn't go that far. I would say outside of game days, you don't really know that there's a World Cup on. There's, you know, you you don't really, you know, like how it was when we when we had the World Cup. It was sort of. You know, everywhere there'd be flags and banners and posters and whatnot. You don't, you don't really see that over here outside of the fan parks and and the game. Uh, I don't think a lot of people really know exactly. happening.
1: I suppose it's such a it's such a big country as well, and there's probably quite a lot of ignorance towards rugby. Whereas over here, you know, rugby is is a pretty big thing as well, isn't it? So
2: yeah, yeah, it, it's. It's interesting. I mean, in where am I at the moment?
1: I don't know, Japan?
2: Kumagaya. In Kumagaya, the stadium was full, but it was full of school kids, basically. They've, they've given away a buttload of tickets. Well, at least and there were people in the stadium. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's as popular. Well, it's obviously you know, there's a lot of people that have bought the Japan shirts and all that, but I I don't think, like I say, I don't think it's, um, quite as popular as you, you think it is by watching the telly.
1: Fair enough. And where have you been so far? What, what games have you covered so far?
2: Uh, so I've done, I've been here since the 16th. I've done four games, <laughs> which is ludicrous. Um, France, Argentina being the, um, being the sort of pinnacle that was the best game I've done so far. Um, yeah, it, it's been a, it, I'm, I'm just all over the place. I'll be honest,
1: it's 4am. <laughs> Amazing. I'm, I'm more impressed than <laughs> jo- you want you've, from me. You've joined us, at, you've joined us at 4am. Um, yeah. I was hoping, you know, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely fine. Um, Let's, why not kick off our, a bit of a recap? Should we start with this morning's game? The one that's freshest in our minds?
2: Yeah, Uruguay against.
1: Uruguay, Georgia. Exactly right. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, Georgia stash is lovely, mind.
1: Georgia stash is lovely. That's Canterbury stash, in it, Georgia?
0: Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, I can't wait for the end of the World Cup because all these World Cup shirts will be dirt cheap, won't they?
2: Yeah, there's two two very definite versions. There's the the sort of supporters jersey, which looks more like a football shirt, but it's still seventy quid. I wanted to buy an England shirt while I was here. It was seventy quid. Uh, um, What's the... The, the sports website? I did not buy one.
1: <laughs> What's the the exchange rate right like over there? Is it favourable or not really?
2: I don't well, know, mate. It, welcome
1: to the about... uh, long exchange rate
2: chart. Yeah, it, you know, I don't know. It.
0: He's on expenses. He don't care.
2: Yen, which is about seven quid. Oh, excuse me. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I've spent a lot of time on Twitter recently. It's tired me out.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. Um <laughs> let let let's have a, a brief chat about Wales versus Australia then. Um a fairly you know inconspicuous, innocuous game where nothing really happened. Is it just me who thinks that actually Roman Poit refereed the game pretty well today? Because every Blood and telling everybody that Michael Hooper basically ref the game and talked him out of this and talked him into that, when actually I thought he did a pretty decent yeah, yeah,
2: job. Win Jones never does that, does he?
1: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: then, I thought I thought Plack did really well. I think he got um, put onto the on the spot a little bit with the um, couple of incidents that went to um, the TMO, and I think he got him pretty much spot on um i i do feel now the rugby started to liven up a little bit a little bit of the sort of um rugby twitter is actually now concentrating a bit more on the rugby rather than the slow motion replays of um foul play um so there wasn't quite as much of that today um but there was some criticism of the the decision on the the hooper hit but i thought that was probably about right, a penalty for that. I mean, he just, it almost looked like he was, he knew he got it wrong and he knew he was going to hit bigger late and he he tried to sort of half pull out of it, which made it look worse than it would have done if he'd have wrapped him up. Um, the other one was the... The Karevi one. The Karevi one. Um, I mean, the law is you can't, if you're handing off, you've got to do it with your hand. You can't do it with your forearm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. So it was a penalty, but I think... Any more than that would have been again pretty unfair um in terms of the game um, it was a it was a brilliant game,
2: yeah, look I think with that for everyone the 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 law's pretty clear, and that's intensely annoying because had had um tackle as world rugby wanted to wouldn't have got a forearm in the face,
1: yeah. So, so let him let him have it. Let him have
2: one. Yeah. Um, The problem is, World Rugby have backed themselves into a corner and they can't get out of it now. They've they've fucked the law so badly that no, you know, under intense pressure from mewling little shits, you know, who who are never happy with anything, which is rich coming from me, but believe me. I think the the state we find ourselves in especially with the that statement from World Rugby about the refereeing that, that don't don't misunderstand that is a direct response to people bitching on Twitter which is incredible it's just incredible that these people who who seem to want nothing more than to have a game of rugby whereby all element of risk and danger is removed can can affect a governing body to the point where they, they criticise the people that be the arbitrators of all things laws. <laughs> it's I mean, incredible.
0: I think you could see when they went to the TMO for the the high tackle that Adams did, you, you could just see from Poit's face. It was like, oh, not again. He knew... And everyone on the tel in the commentary box knew that it was just an accident. There was no danger of anyone getting hurt, and luck- luckily enough, they went with the right decision, which was a- just a penalty for a, a high tackle. Um, everyone missed the worst incident, which was early on when um, one of the Australian second rows had Alan wynne Jones by the throat, Good. Uh, like hooked over, and then he no. kind of jerked him back. It was like something you'd see in a, a sort my, of commando my... training. But I every, think...
2: Every... every single breakdown, every single breakdown, somebody gets dragged by the neck. Yeah. Every single tackle, somebody does a seatbelt tackle. Every single time you get a, a situation where there's, you know, a metre from the goal line, people are diving in with no arms. Um, it, it comes down to what's shiny. and And people see certain things. And... It's shiny and everyone goes, oh, that's that's horrendous. That, that can't be allowed to happen. Yeah, there's probably a dozen incidents of exactly the same thing happening on every single possession. It, yeah. I think pe- people are just so desperate to get something on their Twitter timeline to prove how much they know about rugby that it, it's affecting the game, literally, because World Rugby are reacting
0: to the noises on Twitter. I think if you had a penalty for everything that that once once you slow the game down into in onto a replay and, and have multiple angles, if you had a penalty for everything that there could be a penalty for, um, the game would be unwatchable. It'd just be so That's stop start. That's
2: what people start. want, Ben. That's what people <laughs> want. There, t- there was a red card, and how many t- how many high hit and and all that pe- all those penalties today. And people still are moaning that there's stuff being missed. I don't understand what kind of game people want to watch.
1: Well, they they want a a whistle on the field, and then sort of almost NFL style reviews and flags and penalty markers everywhere to consistently stop the game. Because if 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 you don't let the referee referee, this is my problem with world rugby, and we've managed to to get very easily segued from the Wales game, which you know, I don't really what, care about. But, what,
0: what, Russ, just as a suggestion, should we just cover this now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. not Do talk it. about it for the rest of the pod. And then, because. Mate,
2: mate, it's impossible to not talk about it because every game was affected by it. Even Georgia against Uruguay was affected by it. Yeah, Ladder. Of... That he clearly didn't want to give.
1: Yeah. He didn't want to do the
2: the initial contact in that tackle was the Georgian fella's shoulder to the Uruguay bloke's face. You know, you can't win in this. There is no winning. And and it's it's the last
1: couple of minutes of that game. Uruguay were already getting hammered. There was no, you know, I know it it shouldn't work like that, no mitigating factor, whatever, but, you know, there was no need to send him off and you you could tell he didn't want to be do
2: saved it for somebody stoving somebody's head in at the bottom of a ruck you know I'm... we shouldn't you we probably went the first five world cups before there was a red card and we've had two in 3 days
0: i mean i think should should we go through them like i think for me if we look at the most high, pro, high profile ones i think the the american guy quill that was that was a red and it always has been I thought um, Hodge for Australia was – I think he, he was a bit unfortunate. The guy changed direction. He was trying to hit him sort of elbow height and knock him into touch. The guy's come in and he – and he, uh, so I don't think it would have been a no-arms tackle if he'd been where he thought he was. Yeah. But he wasn't where he <laughs> thought he was. It's, it's stopping a try-scoring opportunity. So I, I think a yellow there would have been fair. Um. And Piers, Francis, I mean, that was barely a penalty for me. I mean, it is a penalty because he's clipped him high. But, you know, in that situation, they're travelling really quick. And I I I thought that was um, a lot of fuss about nothing, that one. Have I missed any of the big ones?
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, did you see the the shoulder charge for the guy from... um... Uh, the, was it the Argentinian against Tonga?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I not,
1: mean, I'm not talking about cards. I'm just talking about, you know, cut and dry, poor decisions that was.
0: Yeah, that was, I mean, that should have been a penalty try, shouldn't it? I think. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, I think we get dragged into things on Twitter uh, where we probably go a bit over the top and Doug's probably going to disagree with me here, but I don't, I don't want players to get injured, but I just think that a lot of these decisions are just based on sort of box tick- box ticking rather than any sort of rhyme or reason. You know, if they wanted less games, if they wanted more safety, less games would be the place to start for me. But yeah. I, I've said it before. Why don't they have some kind of point system? So, for, you know, go back go back to how it was, you know, like uh, Doug said, if you, if you cave someone's head in, straight red card. If it's seatbelt tackles or, you know, tackles where they just ride up the chest and catch them in the chin a little bit. Have a, have a count back. If if the, if people really want to go for all these slow motion replays, then have a have a point system. You have got twenty points per player at the start of the season, and once they tick down to zero, the, you know, and, and 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 every sort of offense with a uh, has a sort of tariff on it, and yeah. and you get a suspension, and and that way people will be happy with this sort of relatively minor foul play they're finding and in in slow motion and and the game isn't completely sort of ripped to pieces by yellow cards red cards and stoppages
1: so here's the here's the thing right i put together a little sort of sanction sheet based on a little bit from from football (laughs) (laughs) well just a little bit based on football but you know, if they're going to retrospectively go back and look at high tackles that weren't given on the day, right? At, at least be consistent about it. Don't have any of these oh, well, we've got a low entry point of three weeks with a high entry point of nine weeks. But he um, groomed his cat before he left and he made sure he put the bins out. Therefore, he gets two weeks off for that. And he said he was really sorry and he promised to buy some school children a, a new PE kit. So he gets another two weeks off for that. You know, what's the fucking point? So basically what I'm, what I'm saying is World Rugby, a bit like football, you know when they get five yellow cards in a season for foot in football, they get a one match ban. So if you get three yellow cards in a calendar year, right, you have a, a week ban. Okay, so three yellow cards in a calendar year it might even be two. You could say two yellow cards in a calendar year, you get a week ban because they're not as sort of widely spread as in as in football. You get two yellows in a match, which doesn't happen very often, you get a one week ban in line. You get a red in a match for something that isn't well. You say you get a red card because you misjudge a tackle, you arrive too quickly, you take someone out in the air, whatever that might be. You get a straight red. You get three weeks. That's it. It's a three week. It's a three week suspension. Just like football, when you get you take down a player or you handball on the line or whatever it is, you get three weeks. That's it. You get two red cards in a calendar year. That then goes up to five games. And then if you have three red cards, that would be 10 games, for instance. Then you start moving into, well, you punch, you twat someone in the face, you get five games. That's the sanction for a twatting someone in the face. You gouge or you stamp, you get seven games. You gouge, you get 10 games, whatever. But that's where it is. There's no mitigating circumstances. There's no, you know, there's no entry levels and and dispensations, those are the sanctions. I think if everybody knew exactly where they stood, 100%, all of this bullshit by people on Twitter who think that they know what they're talking about would probably disappear.
0: No, it wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, you're an optimist. It it,
2: it wouldn't. And, And the problem is the people who... The problem is that people seem to have lost, you know, the best rugby players in the world, and they're getting things wrong by a matter of a couple of millimetres because, yes, they may be able to do things that we we can't, but you know what, people attacking can also do that. And the, the point I'm trying to make is, games are being ruined people getting stuff marginally marginally wrong and it's all, all in the name of player safety and i think largely it's not about think
1: it's not about player safety i know i know where you're going with that you've you've just broken up a little bit for a minute um but it's not about people; it's people wanting to appear like they care about player safety. What what the problem is is people not understanding exactly what's going on and the pace that I, these players are moving. I, I just don't. Sorry, mate you've you've gone there a second.
2: Um, yeah, the internet is... Quite sketchy but my, my point is i i don't really know how, what people expect from from the governing body or referees or anything for that matter i don't know how i, I don't know how this gets resolved because in order to make the game less confusing and and less um Less sort of ske sca- I don't even know what the word is. In order to make the game less sort of, um, cuntish, fucked really. In order to unfuck the game, they, they've got to say, We've tried to, to make the game safer, we think we've done a decent job. It's at the detriment to our game. Yeah,
1: what frustrates me and is that,
2: that's not going to happen. And so, the only thing that's going to happen is there'll be more and more more and more and litigation and there'll be more and more complications of the rules and it'll get more and more difficult to watch when people start switching off.
1: Yeah. I want to know why there isn't this amount of fury in Rugby League. Because
0: inherently... Yeah, that's because nobody watches it. They just get on with
2: it. And because, well, th- and, and because a lot of... Yeah. And it, it's crazy that nobody watches it. But do you know what? They'll get there eventually. They'll start, you know. There's always already noises because obviously I work on a bit of rugby. League. There's already noises about you know, tackle technique and all this kind of stuff. And I just wish all those people would fuck off into the sea. I really do.
1: <laughs> get in the sea. Um. Okay. Let Let's 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 talk about some. heart couldn't give a fuck. Right. Stop moving that laptop now because you've got a half decent signal. Right. Let us let's, let's talk um about some actual rugby. Let's talk about Ireland versus Japan. And there's been a lot of you know, a lot of comparisons to uh, Brighton four years ago when Japan beat South Africa. Um some people would have would have you believe that Japan beating Ireland yesterday was a bigger shock than when they beat South Africa four years ago. Ben, what are your thoughts on this?
0: It, it isn't just because at the time, Japan were, were not rated by anyone, whereas I think now everyone knows they're at, you know a half-decent side. I mean, a lot of, a lot of pe- people probably did what I did for the Japan-South Africa game and, and weren't going to watch it. And it was only that I happened to have nothing better to do that I switched it on um, because it, it, it presented itself as a completely foregone conclusion um,
2: Did I ever mention that I was there?
0: <laughs> well, were you there, mate? Yeah. I bet there were loads of really
1: salty Irish people there.
2: <laughs> no, not the Japan Island game, the Japan South
0: Africa game.
1: Oh, Brighton, yes.
0: But, but I think, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's fair to say that Japan, I mean, no one probably thinks they're going to win the tournament, but no one was going into any game against Japan thinking it was going to be easy. Um, I thought they looked quite nervous in their first game, um, which seems a long time ago now. Um, And perhaps not at their best, but you could see some of the things they were trying to do, sort of get the ball wide. Um, They do a lot of um, letting the ball go and picking it back up again when they're tackled, um, which seems to work for them. And, you know, they're a good side, but I think it was, I think it was different to um, Brighton in that it, it wasn't, anything to do with just sort of catching the opposition by surprise they they outplayed Ireland for an hour yeah and and by the end of it Ireland looked really fried I mean everyone said about Carberry's kick to touch which I don't think was the deliberate move I think he just completely lost where he, where he was and when he was but
2: that he tried the, he he fucked up and tried to style it out Absol- really
1: absolutely and and but there are lots of people including some people that are you know i've quite i've got a bit of time for on twitter going yeah but you know the, do you not just think they tried to get away with a bonus point well, if I he think... was trying to get away with a bonus point he would have caught that ball turned around and booted it dead in goal yeah, not tried I... to get 40 meters if he was consciously thinking that then that's what he would have done
0: i think i think you're right i mean it, at the end of the day it doesn't really matter does it had no. the same result, and I think maybe X players probably you know log uh, their logic is well. Perhaps that's what he was going to do, but I think you're right. The style in which he did it meant that he was he just lost it. But I think a lot of them had lost it by probably 65 minutes. They they were making some really strange decisions. Um, the the sort of pace of the Japanese play um really I think did get to them. Their their defence was just ferocious. They were just up in their faces. Um, no time to think. And even players like Furlong, who, you know, I think he'd gone off by that point. But, you know, he he had one of, one of his poorer games. He, he dropped several balls. I mean, there was a nice little kick through, wasn't there? But, um, yeah, I, I just thought they just... They almost out Ireland, Ireland, really, because they kept the ball, which is what Ireland usually like to do. Um, and then they hit them wide. I think early on, the Irish, they also picked... They, they they managed to pick off the Japanese wide because I think the Japanese had sort of concentrated so much on um, combating the likes of Stander and um, Van der Fleer and people like that coming through the narrow channels uh, and the Irish were able to hit them wide a couple of times. But that seemed to almost go to their heads a bit and they, they never settled back into keeping the ball. Um, but I think you know, there were so many good performances by the Japanese, but um, yeah, their
1: their hooker is amazing
0: yeah he's he's he was a really good you know with ball in hand. I thought both props played really well um they at least matched the irish in the scrums and and they both contributed around the pitch and i, I think it's is it Jimeno? i i i', might, I probably have pronounced that wrong uh,
1: you've who, got previous
0: yeah who started at six oh. i think to be fair, i think their whole back row was was exceptional and and you've got a thirty eight year old in the second row who Looked dead on his feet when he came off, but um, yeah, the lad that I think he started at six and finished at eight, he was off the planet, good. Yeah,
1: I was just so um, impressed with them all round.
0: Yeah, two two really good centres as well, really good centres. Um, so it's a shock, but it's not it's not earth shattering. And I think Ireland without you know when when you saw they did, they hadn't started Sexton, it was almost
2: arrogant. Yeah,
0: okay. you can, you can, you can almost sort of I well, if, if an, Ireland, if an upset's going to happen, that that's going to be part of the reason why. Um,
2: I I said to we watched it, um, watched it as a group, and um, I said uh, about forty minutes. I said to the bloke I was sitting next to, her, I said, "Ireland are absolutely goosed. They just yeah. like goosed. You know." Um, they didn't have any ideas. They played one out rugby and just thought the simple one out rugby was going to be enough. And Japan just had bigger bollocks. Basically, that, that's what it came down to.
0: But the, I think don't
2: at me about big, bigger bollocks being just you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> I love the way you were preempting people <laughs> asking you about yeah. having bigger bollocks.
0: I think from about the half hour mark. They just kept the ball for almost 10 minutes. And you're right, from that point on, the Irish never looked comfortable.
2: Um, And Ireland looked to me like they didn't have a game plan. They just thought showing up would be enough.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: And And I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you, it it was one of the happiest days of my life.
1: I've seen seen a lot of... um... Well, screenshots, should we say, from people who no longer oh, listen to you us or follow us. single one of them, and,
2: and yeah, take it for a long time to digest them and really consider their opinion. And and you no, just
1: just scroll past them. But I've also seen some stuff from from areas that we have been um, blocked from, where the the individuals concerned are so transparently nice. About the whole situation, but you, but you just know, you just know they are absolutely melting inside, absolutely <laughs> bubbling. Their piss is literally steam, and but but because they don't want to see like a bad person on Twitter, they're just being really, really nice. Oh,
2: it's so lovely. Honestly, I could, um, I could bottle the feeling of that that. <laughs> thing. I- I swear to God, I
1: could bottle it. <laughs> <laughs> we having a, a couple of um, uh, what's the what's the beer out there? Like Sing or something Kieran. like that.
2: Kieran, Kieran, yeah,
1: a, a couple of a uh,
0: couple of cans that evening. Oh, lovely, uh-huh.
1: lovely stuff. In
0: Not the uh, in in the interest of balance, Ireland looked pretty damn good against Scotland as well. So, I mean, but having.
1: They did, they did, but Scotland weren't very good. And no. they lost most of their best players, haven't they? You know, Hamish Watson, um Scott, Sam Skinner pre-tournament. You know, they they've got a pretty bad injury list, the Scots.
0: They can't be looking forward to playing Japan, can they? Last game. Right.
1: Well, they've they've got to get through Samoa tomorrow first. Yeah. Samoa, Sam, Samoa could could well be as big a banana skin as anything else. So you know, we'll have to wait and see as far as Scotland are concerned. Um should we talk a little bit about England? What yeah. have you made what have you made about um what have you made of uh England's two early performances, albeit obviously Tonga and then the USA? Um team selections. Have you, have you been surprised by the way Eddie Jones has, has approached it, Ben?
0: Not really. I think I think they were both fairly routine. Um, I I think that he was always going to change it for the America America match. He made a few more than I thought, but now everyone's had a run. I think keeping Billy going probably is sensible. He seems to, once he gets a run of games, he seems to um, avoid injuries more than, you know, stop starting. He seems to get injured coming back from injuries. And and so I, I didn't have a problem with him with him playing Billy, um, I thought I think Cowan Dickey's looked pretty good. Missed, he has missed the odd line out, but you know that's a risk with him, um, so that's been a plus. Joseph is a real plus, but he looked really sharp when he when he came back from injury with Bath. Um, we've scored some good tries. We've we've looked a little bit meh at times as well. Mm. I, I, I thought there was some. Look, they looked a little bit like they were trying a few things against Tonga. Um, but, you know, two, two bonus points, there's not much more you can get out of those games. Come no. away with no injuries.
1: Five five points, no injuries. Yeah. They're, they're the games you just got to get through, aren't they? Yeah. It's
0: we never know, enough, we... though, is
2: it? It's never enough with England. No one's ever happy.
1: But surely we should be. I mean, I'm happy. I'm I, happy I, we've I, played 2 1 I 2, we've got no injuries. I
2: quietly one of the better teams in the tour- tournament um, I, I think we looked like our packed buddies people I think we've we've looked great in the back, I think we've looked strong in defence and you know what what more do you need really uh,
1: absolutely uh, one thing one thing I have noticed and one thing I've been impressed by is where it looks to have that that element of strength in depth you mentioned Joseph there Ben but you know, chances are he could be behind Tualagi, Slade, you know, as a as a third thirteen. We've got then um Asiga who's looked very good, then you've got Noel, uh, Johnny May to come back in, Elliot Daly, um, then you've got Billy and Mark Wilson the back that back row mate is fucking scary. Mate. Lewis, Lewis Ludlum I think has been I know you've mentioned him before Doug as a, as a saints man but he he's been one of the he's going I think he's going to be one of the fines of this tournament. He is he was absolutely everywhere on Thursday morning and
2: yeah, you put you put plays, you, you put
1: him you put him in there with you know you've got Curry Underhill Ludlam three all action back rows that are going to get you turnovers. They're going to carry hard and are going to make lots of tackles. All of a sudden it puts us in a, in a very, very strong position, even down to, and I I was a bit skeptical about this for the 60 odd minutes that he was on the pitch on, um, on Thursday. I thought Willie Hines was absolutely fucking brilliant. He controlled it. He box kicked immaculately. He put Ford in great positions. He just enabled everything to flow. He was that like immediate conduit.
0: Well, my only caveat to that strength in depth is perhaps scrum half a little bit, but I I still think if Billy gets injured, we've had it. I think I think a lot of the game plan goes out the window there.
1: I just, but we could.
2: I don't agree. I think we just play differently if Billy's not there. Yeah. We, we showed that in the Six Nations when he
1: wasn't. We just have a more, mo- I say, a more mobile back row. We just have a different type of back row. Mark Wilson would probably come in and play at eight, but then, as I say, with those three other back row options, it's not like we lack dynamism. And if you put if you put a Toji Ato- in the second row, Courtney Laws game, I the, the only weak point for me is I thought Joe Launchbury didn't have a very good game, but we know that he's class anyway. So
0: I just think so much of the game plan, because I think he's almost got his team right now. I think that back row that starts is, is, is brilliant. Curry, Underhill and, and Vunipola. And I think Ford, Farrell to Alaghi was always his plan A. I just think if you lose, especially Billy and probably Manu is, is probably a, a case in point as well. You're losing a lot of your go forward front football, which we, we look so much better when we're bashing through the game line. Um,
1: As does any side
0: though. Yeah, of of course. But there's, there's other teams that cope better with, with slower and, you know, slower ball. I think there's, there's teams that sort of think a little bit more. Um, I, I I agree with you, Russ. I think we look pretty good. I think I'd I'd still be thinking about Watson at fullback and moving daily to the wing. Um,
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Because I think he will get picked off by some of the better teams, but I, I, you know, Genge came on and, and looked good, so you know he's he's someone you can use as a impact sub. So that's that's a bonus as well. I, I think we look. I think Doug. Yeah, you summed it up. We look quietly efficient at the moment, um, and and actually, I don't think people are taking that much notice of England at the moment because they've had two sort of lower profile games and. They might surprise a few people.
2: Um, My point about about England was you looked at how happy France were to have beaten Argentina. Yeah. And I think that sums it up because then France knew essentially that by beating Argentina, they qualified. Because I don't think either of those teams think they're going to beat England.
1: A a quick one about um, sort of conditions over there, Doug. Is it, you know it's obviously it, warm
2: mate today in kumagai it was i i mean i'm lucky i'm I'm up in a shaded sort of the the camera main camera gantry where I'm working is in in like a a booth yeah so it's relatively cool but from what I, from what everyone said, down on the pitch, it was the hottest game some people have ever worked on
1: Wow. Well, I saw you know um, pictures of Milton Hague, who looked like he was uh, he'd just been caught, you know, on the wrong side of town by like his missus. He looked
2: like a sex
1: pest. He did. He he absolutely did. Um, but you know, just something about um, you know watching the Irish yesterday, England indoors against America the other day, like really humid, really sweaty, like yeah. that really type of wet yeah. heat.
2: Yeah, that's what it is.
1: And and do you think teams are struggling a little bit with those conditions? Like the Northern Hemisphere teams especially?
2: I mean, I don't see how they can't. It's, you know, the only thing I could ever really sort of equate it to was I once played, the only reference point I've got is I played a football tour in Florida. And I remember warming up and going through my training top. Like just you, you ran out of the changing rooms, got to the pitch, ran up and down a few times, and you were completely gone, sweat wise. Everything had gone. And you look at some of the boys that are playing out here, and they—it <laughs> looks bet... like they're hating every single minute of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet that gooch was on fire, wasn't it?
0: Oh, so. Traffic. So it's not like sent just on a Saturday, then. <laughs> no,
2: I mean there was a there was a little bit of me that was like these Georgian fellas must be like what, the fuck <laughs> all, all the guys that played for Russia in Krasnyar. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I, I bet that uh, I bet that underneath those shirts, every Georgian is Phil Elkin's level of hairy as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> Absolute rug underneath. Take, uh, your, take your jumper <laughs> off, mate.
0: Uh, there I combed my back especially for this, and now look at the state of it. <laughs>
1: there are just big silverbacks. Just
0: I combed my back. <laughs> just...
1: Oh, um. So, any other any other World Cup chat? Anything else? Anything else? Uh, where are you off to next, Doug?
2: Uh, well, I'm flying to Osaka in three hours.
1: How how far is that? Um
2: have no idea mate the the scale of this country is weird i don't get it tokyo is like a never-ending city it just goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and you you just get to different places and you're like oh we're in a different place now but you don't see any discernible difference between tokyo and that other place it's quite weird um but yeah i go to osaka then i go To Tokyo, then back to Kumagaya. Then I'm in Tokyo and Yokohama for the rest of it. Um, up to the final, and then doing the final coming back.
1: Are you you Are are you working on the final? Yeah. Worst life, Doug. Someone's got to do it. What 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 are you What are you doing, Ben, over the next few weeks? (laughs) No, no one's interested.
0: Um, thanks, thanks, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just trying to.
0: Go on. I I could be doing something really interesting for all you, you know, but you're yeah. not. No, I'm not.
1: <laughs> oh, brilliant!
2: Um, so I've got the I've got the ultimate uh, I've got the ultimate in contrasting fortunes though, because a couple of days after I get back, I've got a week in Wolverhampton
1: <laughs> for the darts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you love it there, though you get a dartboard set up and everything and it's yeah, like a little it, proper little member behaving badly, pad that, isn't it?
2: it yeah, you got I I go back to living like a student for a week. Sounds like sounds decent to me.
1: Um few injuries for, for a few different teams. We've got um Denver Bamba is out. I think he he tore a thigh or something, he tore a thigh muscle. Um Jack Conan broke his foot. Uh that's about it. That was shit, wasn't it? Yeah. Um
0: you're what about Uruguay beating Fiji? We haven't talked about that.
1: Oh, let, let's talk about that. That was one of the best post match interviews I think I've ever <laughs> seen.
2: Have you seen the size of that fella? He's,
1: he's tiny, isn't he? Like eh?
2: He's like me. Like me <laughs> size.
1: Yeah, like really, really, really small.
2: And they were international six. There's hope for all of us.
1: Does that give you? Does that give you a certain sense of satisfaction? Yeah, I
2: mean, I never want to play six ever. Just putting that out there, I never want to be a six. I don't like getting hit
1: or kicked, or, or yeah. and just don't like being anywhere where the ball is.
2: Yeah, essentially, apart from at the base of a ruck,
1: where you're really heavily protected.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> no one can get to me. And this ball, a... this ball is coming in and this ball is coming in and out of my hands quicker than you can blink sunshine. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I wow. do
2: I do say sunshine a lot as
1: well. <laughs> I'm bore off sunshine. <laughs> oh where were we going with that before uh... oh yeah, the Uruguay match. Um having watched Uruguay this morning against Georgia, who literally beat them up they were just far, far too physical for them. It made, me, it made me actually put that Fiji performance into a bit of perspective because Fiji were dog shit that yeah. day. Like absolute, you know, like Doug mentioned Ireland turning up thinking that, oh, we're just going to beat these. Well, Fiji just did exactly the same, I think, and still tried to toss it around. And even when they were winning and they could have just just tightened it up, just right, okay, they just, they, they were just shit.
0: They're a bit like the batsman that always says.
1: The James I, this, Vince of international rugby. No,
0: the opposite. The one that this is the way I play and I'm going I'm to play like this every oh. time and then gets out hooking when the, it's like 74 for nine or something oh, like I th- that.
1: I thought, I thought you were going to go down the route of. Uh, looks pretty good, but we'll always find a way to get out.
0: No, it's like, but I think I, 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 my impression was those Uruguay players had been building up to that game for about four years and they just put everything into it because every time a ball went loose on the floor, there was a Uruguayan on it. And that's, that's one of the things, you know, you don't have to be supernaturally talented like some of those Fijians are just to want to get down on a loose ball. And time after time, that was what happened. The Uruguayan just reacted quicker with more commitment and got on top of it. Uh, I thought it was brilliant to watch. The last 20 minutes, you were always thinking at any point, one of these Fijians is going to cut loose and they're going to score a try. And, and But every time a ball went anywhere where it was a 50-50, it just wasn't a 50-50 because a Uruguayan got hold of it. And, you know, there was some good play in that. One of the tries came off a, a really nice offload. Um, but after that win, I think they were always going to get beaten in the next game because it would have taken so much oh. out of them. Um, and, and also, Uruguay are the polar opposite to Fiji, aren't they? Yeah.
1: And they're, and they're a very, very sort of similar team to Georgia. And Georgia are just much better at it.
0: Bigger and better. Um, and all freshly combed.
1: Just got a really, really <laughs> massive shot at Doug's moob. <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah, I, I think one of my favourite sporting sayings is that um, you may not be the best May not have the, the most ability, but there is no excuse for you not being the best at the things that require no talent. Yeah, yeah. and I think there's been a few games in this World Cup where that's that's been evident. You know, um, yeah, Uruguay may not have been the skill set wise as talented, but on that day they they were the better at doing the things that required no talent. Like you said, you know, being the first. To a loose ball, getting back up and organising in defence, all that kind of stuff. They they were just better at better at it than Fiji, and it's you know not a surprise.
1: Fiji really didn't want to dog out, did they? They didn't look like yeah. they had a they didn't look like they had a dog in them. And ultimately, that's what won Uruguay the match.
0: Yeah, we didn't really talk about the Wales game. We we got sidetracked by yellow cards, didn't we? But I mean. They've looked pretty good, haven't they? I mean, I think Georgia came back at them in the second half, but that game was already won. Um, and today, in for long patches, Wales looked excellent. I think Australia, I've, I've got this feeling with them for a long time that they've got a lot of talent in their backs, but it doesn't seem to gel. It seems to be a lot of individuals. individuals.
1: Yeah, um, well, the Corabites and Kerevies and Beals of this world.
0: Yeah, just never seems to be the the same players whenever I see them and you know there doesn't seem to be a lot of structure. There was a lot of balls hitting the ground and passes thrown behind people and I, I don't know what I don't know what O'Connor was doing there. And chopping and changing the scrum half and the fly half and, and you know, they don't have the forward power to overpower most teams so they're they're really Relying on their on moments of magic from their backs. Well,
1: oh, they they did today. They they scrimmaged really really well. I thought. Yeah. And they got well, not harshly penalised. They got penalised on a couple of occasions, which was probably a marginal call. I mean, there there was there was lots of really good stuff. I mean, Gareth Day that Gareth Davis interception just before half time. What just as Australia was starting yeah. to. To get a little bit more of a foothold. I mean, Rick, he's playing
0: Rick, really well, isn't he? Yeah.
1: I yeah. mean, I thought when bigger went off, Wales could well be in trouble. But Patchell came on and, and did a great did a great job. had a good had a really good game, and kind of did the job that Dan bigger would have done. He kind of steadied the ship. He didn't try anything too flashy. Yeah. He kicked his goals. You know, for someone who looks suspiciously like princess diana's son he <laughs> um you know he, he did a decent job or,
0: oh, or what, james, could be james hewitt's son coincidentally Jane, could,
1: could well be James. well yeah say no more there'll be uh there'll be mercedes outside your front door before <laughs> you know and you'll be done getting up and down the big dipper um what i will say is can, the, I, the bit...
2: can I interject of course you can I, I think we're obviously you look at the result as the ultimate arbitrage of whether a team has played well or not. I think for large parts of that game, Wales are outplayed by Australia. Okay. Um, and yeah, solid defence and all that, but you know, most of the second half, Wales
0: weren't in that game. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of ball, did they? The Aussies kept the ball quite well. Yeah, and pack- it, was,
2: it was Australian Australian um, lack of clinical clinicality
1: clinicness clinicism
2: clinic clinicalism
1: yeah i like that we'll go with that
2: it's Um, that
1: there was that one point wasn't there like just within the the last 10 minutes where nick white had that kick for touch was it thomas williams pulled off an absolute miracle bit of sort of touchline defense that you know 99 times out of a hundred that that becomes an Australia line out and they go through a few phases and, and score in the corner, or they just bully bully, you know, they, they keep it tight and do what they did for um one of the earlier tries, it might have been the Hale Petty try, where they just they just went through, went through, they just kept going to the corner, then they just kept going to the corner, going to the corner, going to the corner until they eventually got over. And, you know, that that was the difference because had had that gone out, you know, Patchwell doesn't get that lad, you know, the the penalty that he kicks after that and chances are Australia score. So, I mean,
0: I, I I actually thought once Australia scored the try, they scored right under the posts, the, the, with the pick and goes, I think most sides probably would have folded from there. Um, And Wales, you know, for all the criticism of them, they, you know, for uh, sometimes sort of a lack of flair, they're really bloody-minded, and and they dug in again. And I think that they're a really hard team to beat. They've got decent half-backs, really good centre partnership. The back three looks pretty good. Uh, you know, Liam Williams, is he was reasonably quiet today, but came in with that last turnover at the end. The back row looks excellent. Second row, there's, you know... There's, there's no doubts about that either. And they're a, they're a, they're, they're a dangerous side because you're never going to get away from them. Um, and, and you're right, Doug, the Aussies did at times get on top of them, but they couldn't score. There was always the option that they were never going to score quite quick enough to, to bring back that deficit. Um, so I'm, I'm quite impressed by Wales. I, I bet you enjoyed that drop goal after 40 seconds, though. Oh,
2: you've got I to love a drop goal. It. Didn't see it. <laughs> I enjoyed the where was the there was an attempted drop goal that nearly went for a throw in.
1: <laughs> for a throw-in?
2: Yeah. I can't remember exactly what game that was in. Um, oh super. Yeah, it was pathetic. Um but yeah, the resurgence of the drop goal. I am enjoying it.
1: Should be used more. What a great attacking weapon. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, right. scoreboard sticking over.
1: Always. Any uh any other world cup business you want to get through
2: um no
1: no good all right for the sake (laughs) of your job (laughs) deleted to save doggy's job um (laughs) okay well let's move on to some any other business then ben have you got any any other business this week or any other business since the last time we all podded, which was back in the last season?
0: Well, as as has already been alluded to, uh, nothing really happens to me. So, um, not, not got a lot, really. Um, all
1: right, stop making it all about you.
2: Yes. Well, you haven't done a pod for about six years and you <laughs> haven't had one thing worthy of putting on it. Yet. <laughs> 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 I bet you can't wait to get up every day.
0: Oh, it's it's a delight i think it's just uh i'm fairly easy going so it's 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 why i haven't fallen out with anyone on twitter for about a week
1: (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't always have to be bad stuff you can do good stuff it's fine if it's fine doug i mean aside from twitter
2: which is just being
1: toxic yeah um
2: it's it's almost like a race to see who can put the first tweet on Twitter. I, my, so many accounts that we follow off more. Well, I've had to stop looking at Morlover's account, um, be, because it's so many tweets of just like, oh, Australia look good here. It's like, what, why, why do you feel compelled to write that on a tweet? You know what I mean. And then the, the the race to get your when somebody thinks of the children to tweet out, um, so just expect a a much more blunt me on Twitter. If anyone calls me out, I'm just going to cut them off.
1: Can't wait, and yeah. uh, um, and, and search for Chinese lensman. You'll find him soon enough.
2: And um, as far as Japan goes, the you know the food's incredible. I, I'm I, I'm. I'm so fat at the moment. It's ludicrous. Can you get fat just from eating ramen? Because that's basically what I've done for three weeks. Eating what? Ramen.
1: What's ramen?
2: Noodles in a soup. It's
0: very nice.
1: Nice. Ben, you bought thought of something now.
0: No, I haven't. But the talking of Japanese food and drink just reminded me. You can cut this out because it's, it's a fairly rambling story. But All the... Right. Healy's He you know Healy's cider farm around the corner. Yeah. Does it for
1: for those of you that don't know it makes the Cornish Rattler cider?
0: Yeah. They also make whiskey, which it's an,
1: really nice as well. Yeah,
0: it won an award a few years back.
1: It's a single malt, Doug, I'll get you some.
0: And um oh, do that. I, I I was there the other day and we did the tour and the, the chap doing the tour told us this story. They they finished second in this sort of World Whiskey Awards. And a, a fella turned up and bought a couple of bottles, and he'd been to Japan to buy the, the winning whiskey, which was obviously a Japanese one, which cost £4,000 a bottle. It uh, wasn't available online, so he'd had to fly to Japan, paid £4,000 a bottle, flown home, got the taxi back to his house, and as he got out of the taxi on his drive, dropped one of the bottles and smashed it in the drain. Oh, fucking hell. How how's your luck? So uh I mean, to be
2: fair, if you're flying to Japan to buy a 4 grand bottle of whiskey, it's probably not that big a deal.
0: No, well that's what you we just said. Just
2: fly but... back to Japan
1: and get another one. I just bet. He's... Imagine him waving down the taxi. Hold on, mate. Hold on. Hold on. Back to Heathrow, please. <laughs> <I> bet... <laughs> <laughs> just ro- rocking up on Japan Airways. Say, can I have a return to Tokyo, please? Like he's stepping on a bus.
0: I bet he still dropped kick <laughs> a cat though, didn't he?
1: <laughs> What's that first first class? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah fuck my life uh unbelievable good story though um my one is twitter related but it's a little bit it's a little bit funny and for those of you that are boxing fans go and check out the twitter account that is out it's called out of context Hearn,
2: and it's oh, it's, totally good.
1: it's just little snippets of videos of eddie Hearn during interviews or doing whatever it is that Eddie Hearn does. But you can put your own little sort of tagline on it as well. And some of the people that put taglines on some of the videos, it's such, I sat there the other, the other night and I probably scrolled through it for about an hour and a half. That's how vibrant my life is. But I spent an hour and a half giggling away to out of context Hearn. And it's just fucking amazing. So if you're not, if you are not listened to it yet, go and check it out because it's, uh, it's amazing. Um that's it then. Let's let's go. Doug, we'll let you uh get a bit more sleep. What's well, now, tw- right now I'm gonna
2: lose my fantasy football matchup
1: this week for the first time as well. Oh mate. So it's now what, twenty past five in uh Itchy Ichigari or whatever it's called? Kuma guy, twenty past five. Kuma guy, twenty past five. So it's just the just the three and a half hours until you've uh Got to go anywhere or two and a half hours. Well,
2: an hour and forty minutes till I've got to be up. So That's yeah. all right then.
1: That's fine. So we haven't kept you awake. Thanks for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, um,
2: not not a problem. I mean, we, we are we have fast become the least reliable rugby pod on the internet. So
1: yeah, but hopefully that will make people want us a bit more when we come back and we start doing Premiership stuff again.
2: Um, before mean.
1: one thing I will say is uh, huge congratulations to. Friend of the pod, Josh McNally, who made his Bath debut yesterday in the uh, Premiership Cup in the thirty-six twenty-eight win over Worcester. So uh, well done, Josh, and go well. Um, and that's it. Yeah, Doug, enjoy Japan. Keep safe. Enjoy Pretty yourself. Awesome. And uh, no doubt we'll hear from you before the World Cup is over. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, yeah, Ben, keep keep doing what you do.
0: No, which is nothing.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> A good amount of nothing. I love it. Cheers cheers lads and uh we'll we'll speak soon. Go well. Cheers
2: boys. Podcast Network.